0: welcome to confidently curious i'm amanda and i'm mia rose and we are so excited for you to join our live chat today
1: Welcome back to Confidently Curious. How are you today,
0: Amanda? I'm doing great. Thanks, Mia. How are you doing? I'm so good.
1: I always love our little chats and debriefs before we dive right into the episode, and we have an incredible episode ahead.
0: I know. I'm so excited about this one. Um, We've had so many amazing guests, and I feel like every week I'm just so excited to (laughs) talk to this guest or or share what we learned from them so I'm really I'm really looking forward to this one
1: it's so nice because we can live it in real time and then yeah. relive it multiple times
0: yeah are <laughs> listening to it I know that's what I yeah. love and you know when you're in a conversation and you don't maybe you don't remember all like the nuances of the conversation or yeah especially if there's one Uh, conversation with so many juicy details or Mm -hmm. suggestions, it's hard to remember everything and really Mm -hmm. assimilate it. And so it's so nice to be able to go back and to listen to them.
1: I couldn't agree more. So listeners, if you want, I would recommend having a pen and paper near you. (laughs) I would recommend meditating on the things that you're going to hear because lovely, beautiful joy has so many beautiful insights that I think will be so helpful and inspiring for you to take
0: in and absorb like Amanda was sharing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, and I think that's such good advice for anytime you're, you know, going to a healing work session or, you know, really digging deep into any topic. Um, it kind of goes back to our first guided curiosity of journaling and not being afraid to whip out a pen and paper. We don't do that very often anymore. Yeah. It's all electronic, but for me to write it with a with my hands, it really helps me to process. So, totally great suggestion, Mia. Um,
1: thank you. And one of the things that I took away from this episode that you will soon find out was this concept of a sound bath. Yes, for those of you who are unaware. It's, it's pretty life changing to say the least. And I actually took my first sound bath class since talking to last Sunday. And I don't know how to say this without sounding dramatic, but it was, I mean, it was life changing. It was so absolutely incredible to be in a space where you're so entirely relaxed and you don't
0: even know how you got to that place. (laughs) A hundred percent. It's so true. And, um, you know, I think it's maybe even like easier to feel or see the effects that sound have on us when it's a negative sound, right? Like think Mm -hmm. he's talking about the sirens in New York. They're loud Mm -hmm. and you can feel a bodily reaction when you're around that loud, stressful sound all day. So imagine the opposite of that. Like maybe rainfall does it for you or waterfalls, um, the ocean. Yeah. the sound bath is such a beautiful, really mindful way to um, incorporate that healing energy of sound into our our practice.
1: Completely, completely. I was so grateful for it, and got a new alarm clock, and I wake up to sound. Yay! <laughs> now. It Love so it. Nice. It's a little too relaxing sometimes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I feel like I would go back to bed, but yeah, I just want to stay here all day. Absolutely, absolutely. But if you have not tried it, I highly recommend researching in your area. Supporting Joy, if you are in New York City, yeah. if you're in Charlotte, you know, reach out to me. I'm always on the hunt for yes. more opportunities. But yes, it was very, very special. Um, so yeah, looking forward to talking about that. How have you been since we had our last debrief in
0: our convo? Fantastic. Um, my birthday is actually tomorrow. Yes. Capricorn Girl. That's right. Um, and so when this episode's released, it'll be just the day after. My That's birthday. right. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that. You know, the past couple birthdays have looked a little bit different. Um, I turned 30 last year, and you know I had planned this big spiritual awakening trip to Sedona, Arizona, for my 30th <laughs> really monumental birthday, and that did not happen. Um, yeah, I am really looking forward to this weekend and just reflecting on how grateful I am for my daily life. Like I don't need a trip or a big party to be grateful to have fun. You know, I, I love New York city so much. And so Mm -hmm. just to plan a weekend of dinners at my favorite restaurants with my best friends or going to see a Broadway show or going to my favorite acupuncture spot, um, is really it almost feels like I'm going on a trip because I'm and yeah. these days of taking care of me and just honoring mm-hmm. you know what I am so grateful for um, you know in my daily life. So I'm really looking forward- That's so special.
1: I'm so excited for you to have that time and Thank always you. Love celebrating you. It's such a oh. nice time to take for yourself in a way that you can have, like you said, a trip in your own location. It's a staycation of sorts. Sure. And- a way to remember why you chose New York City and why you love living there and to exactly. reconnect with close friends and loved ones. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Yay!
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm really I'll give you a report. Please uh, do time of, um, I'm actually trying a new acupuncture place. So we can talk that next time. Report back, please.
1: I am doing a different type of self-care this weekend. And by self-care, I mean I'm entirely going outside of my comfort zone. Um my boyfriend and I are going glamping in um, the mountains. Oh, fun. I love nature. Yeah. I am I'm not a camper. I am not a Bear Grylls. I <laughs> um, have a 15-minute skincare process in the morning. So the idea of not having running water is a little oh. nerve-wracking. But not only that, it's supposed to snow 8 to 12 inches. Um. Oh, the two days that we happen to be going. Oh, Just the two <laughs> days that we happen to have this trip planned oh. and there's no service, no Wi-Fi, which is intended. I don't want any of that, yes. but if, and when we don't know how to get out, um, so by Monday, Girl. if you don't hear from me, please <laughs> send help into the middle of nowhere in North Carolina. <laughs> oh
0: my goodness. That sounds lovely. It's probably going to end up being so cozy though. Like yeah. bringing books and totally having your fire, just be prepared. For yeah. The-
1: but, it's going to be so much fun and I do love going outside of my comfort zone and I will make the most of it for sure. I'm just, um, you know, anticipating it being freezing and yeah. not knowing what 12 degrees feels like.
0: A hundred percent. Oh my goodness. We'll have a great time. Thank you. I get to hear all about it.
1: Yes. Thank you. We'll have so much to report on um, when we, we chat again. But yeah, very excited for you. Very excited for this episode. Looking forward to hearing listeners' feedbacks and responses. Please reach out, DM either of us, DM the podcast. If you have questions, comments, concerns, guest suggestions, we love it all. So thank you so much for your feedback so far. We're really grateful for the
0: support. A hundred percent. I really hope all the listeners enjoy this really amazing conversation with Joy. Um, it, you're going to get so much out of it and yeah, enjoy it. Great. Welcome back to Confidently Curious. We are so excited to have Joy from The Joyful Approach on our podcast today. She is someone who is very special and near and dear to my heart. um, And I'm so excited for today's conversation. Um, Joy, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Great. Thank you. And um, we are so excited about this conversation. Um, But me and Mia were talking and just talking about the many, many hats that you wear. Um, And so we would love if you would give our listeners a little intro to yourself and the amazing um, services and work that you do. Mm, Thank you. Oh,
2: this is always like the hardest part for me. (laughs) Um, I'm honestly, I'm, I would consider myself mostly an eternal seeker, somebody that's been on this path that has always been curious about life and enriching life, or uh, you know, enriching my life and in, in ways that I can learn and grow and then help people in the world by creating greater impact and bringing community together to learn and heal together. So, Basically, I am a spiritual and holistic life guide. I am the mother of two beautiful girls and the grandmother to Nadine Olivia. (laughs) I am a transformative coach. And what I love most um, in the world is bringing people together for collective healing. And so I'm a breathwork facilitator and energy healer. And so I love facilitating these group events as well as my one-on-one sessions. I'm based in New York City and um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much in a nutshell who I am, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah, that all sounds so interesting. Thank you for sharing. Um, I would love to dive deeper into what those group facilitated breathwork sessions look like. Would you mind explaining to our listeners a little bit about what those sessions might entail?
2: Yeah, so I call them a sangha. Sangha in Sanskrit translates to community, and what I love to do is open up my home. These are all take they they're most of the facilitations are um, at my at my home in New York City or wherever I am in the world. If I'm in New Jersey in the summer, it'll be in New Jersey. Um, I have facilitated in in Los Angeles and held retreats and so on. So. Um, But basically, in New York City, at least once a month, I love to open up my doors so that people could come and commune. And I set the environment in a very intentional way. And the main ingredient is unconditional love, where I like to really uh, ensure that people can really feel that and feel the warmth in the room when they come in. Mm. And so uh, this has been going on for a few years, quite amount of years now. And people come in, I first, um, give them a nice smudge cleansing. They then, you know, they take off their shoes, they leave all their worries at the door and then they come in and they find their place in the room. We sit in a circle. There is always little nosh and snack. And I just want people to feel like they're really at home and they they can feel really safe and, um, held in the space. And then I, um, usually have a theme of the night where we can share from our hearts, you know, what we want to let go on, let go of and what it is that we want to call into our lives. What is causing some disruptions or ruptures in our life from living with flow and, and beautiful, optimal living love and joy and freedom. And it's just so lovely how people share and we support each other in these circles. And then, um, just about like 30 minutes later, more or less, we'll get um, we'll get started with breathwork, active meditation, which is a really powerful and potent tool for us to release stored energy, trauma in the body, anything that, you know, has held us back from living uh, with freedom and love and all the beautiful feelings, the endorphin feelings of, you know, that that we get to live more authentically. Because when we're, yeah, the, these, these traumas and these limiting beliefs and um, triggers have really caused um, lots of disruption in our life and they're trapped in the body. And so this active meditation, it's a three-part breath, helps us to really release in a more sustainable way, more than the cognitive therapy talk that we uh, start with. Um, And so it's somatic. It's somatic is uh, soma means of the body. And so we're moving the energy through the body. And it's really powerful. It's very, very uh, visceral in in the way that um, you can experience like really, really wild uh, sensations. And there's evocative music. People are lying down with eye pillows that really help people to have the full experience by giving them crystals to hold, lavender eye pillows, warm blankets, um, candles, and, you know, just the way everything is. There's so much intention that I pour in and all the incense that I use, you know, sage and Palo Santo and sweetgrass. It's all what I feel, you know, tuned into for, for each individual experience. Um, I use essential oils And so on and so forth. And then we will drop into, melt into a sound symphony after, which is just so beautiful because it really balances the active part of the night Mm -hmm. with a restorative healing. um, Where I'm using, I have two gongs now, I have crystal bowls and a few instruments that sometimes I alternate with. And this really just helps us to harmonize the physiological body, bring everything into balance, the nervous system to really, really rest. But we, At that time, it's so lovely because it's kind of like the, uh, the ceiling of the work where people can start to see visions and really drop into this space of where they get to when your body is so relaxed like that and you're in that altered state, you can start to really see those visions. So people start to see colors and visions of those dreams that they really desired all, all along but they didn't have access to. And it's so profound and it's really beautiful. And then we come back, we integrate, we share and it's it's just so lovely. People will, you know, just share about their experiences and I guide people with um, if they have any questions and about how to move forward after the session that can have been, like, life-changing. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: It sounds like an incredibly cathartic experience and <laughs> pretty emotional. Yeah. We were both making
0: faces as if we were, like, listening to the most delicious, like, meal <laughs> described It just sounds like... So lovely.
1: We would like to be there right now. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, where do I sign up? Let's let's start now."
2: <laughs> well, the next the next one is January tenth in New York City. If you if anybody's listening and wants to join, you know the they'll the, there will be one then and then ongoing. As you know, i lo- it's there's nothing I love more than uh wow. than facilitating these. So. That's amazing.
0: And Joy, I've, I've been reading the Body Keeps score about um, how our body holds on to trauma and emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about your sanghas. I've been lucky enough to attend quite a few of them and they really are transformative and life-changing um, and kind of getting that science behind it and really understanding why this is so important for us, for our subconscious, for our bodies to move this energy out um, can you speak to that a little bit, you know, the science behind breathwork and why breathwork is such an effective tool, um, to have on our toolbox?
2: Yeah. So I want to give credit to my teacher, David Elliott. That's who I was trained with. And, um, honestly, he's, he's like a Merlin to be honest. Like, <laughs> it's like, like I learned, you know, I, I traveled to California ongoing for four years and just was so, it it was so infectious to me to learn from him because, um, there was something so, um, what's the word that I'm looking for is more like the esoteric that, Mm -hmm. um, is it, it's a fusion of science, but also spirit. So I'd I'd say like, it has a very spiritual component to it, but it also has science behind Mm -hmm. how the breath can help us heal in, you know, profound ways. And so, um, what happens is we're breathing in an active rhythm through first through the mouth. I'm sorry, all through the mouth, first from the belly, which is governed by your, um, your uh, solar plexus, Mm -hmm. um, the lower, and also like your second chakra, the chakras that are responsible for primal, um, for primal for, you know, sexual, um, uh, imbalances and imbal- you know balancing our sexuality mm-hmm. our creativity and then the the solar plexus is really where the really gnarly um you know emotions can can get stored like shame and guilt and um doubt fear all of that stuff and uh it instead when we bring when we're really like in balance and we're feeling aligned, and healed in our solar plexus, we can feel so confident and courageous and, you know, like strong and strong willed. And so we're breathing through the, first we're breathing in from the belly, then we're breathing in from the high chest, the heart, the heart chakra. And our hearts have been so guarded after years of protection, right? But, you know, as children, we we come into the world and we are like, free-spirited and all loving and curious and innocent. And then over the years, I, th- I mean, even from like, I think they say it's about five, six years old, we're already starting to protect ourselves because of um. the what we witness in the world where, you know, we're bullied at school or parents tell us we're bad kids, you know, um. we're, we're doing a bad job or whatever. And so like all of a sudden. Our hearts become guarded and not as open and loving and ecstatic. And so we want to open up our chakras. We want to free ourselves up of all that stuff. And then we exhale through the mouth. And it's a rhythmic, like almost like um, a cardio class with the breath. Yeah, rather, mm-hmm. yeah. Rather than a passive meditation of like calming, it's it's different. We're moving this energy. And you can start to feel, Amanda. You know, you've I've seen you <laughs> <laughs> release so much. Um, you, you know, you start to feel the tingling in the hands. You feel uh, you can actually start cramping in the hands. And the hands are responsible for. I'm sorry. They're that they're connected to our heart meridian, mm-hmm. the feet as well. I see people really, really locked up in their jaw. That's because their throat chakra has been so locked up from not communicating their truth and been being silenced and you know not getting to exp- express themselves and so there's all these different sensations that we actually start to move and heal in the body and as somebody who you know has experienced lots of pain in my body I actually was I suffered a stroke when I was 29 years old I mean my body just totally broke down um and and you know went into this very very forced <laughs> set uh I'm sorry. State of of illness because uh, I I believe that is there was science behind why I had the stroke, but it was a great mystery too. And it's I but for me I am convinced because I was dealing with I was living with so much suffering and pain that was Mm -hmm. not being dealt with, and I didn't have the you know the outlets at the time. I didn't know how to deal with that pain. I had no one to talk to about it. I was ashamed of it. And sure enough, when I started to come to terms with all of this and I started to make friends with the, the suffering and I had healthy ways to heal mm. um, over the years, it was just amazing to see how I can heal my own body and not experience pain anymore. I mean, like I'm talking even when I had chronic um, lower back pain. What, what that was about. And I can start to associate what was causing me pain. Emotional pain was causing me physical pain. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know if I went on off on a tangent there, but you know, it's, it's very apparent that we need to make contact with the suffering that we have or anything that is holding us back from living optimally with freedom, with love, with joy, you know, Mm -hmm. and we can address those little, you know, even if they're just little nagging uh, sensations of pain or discomfort uh, or like chronic pain or just really, really like, you know, any kind of ruptures of disharmony in our life, when we can make contact with that, we can heal that.
1: There's so many things I want to touch on. Thank you so much for sharing all of that goodness. Speaking about how physical pain um, can be rooted in a lot of emotional trauma, is there a way that we can tap into those sensations and release them? Like, where's the best place to start? Is it through breath work? Is it through trying to identify the root cause? Is it, you know, how can we practice that concept of tapping into these deep rooted traumas?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So I would say that the first thing to do is to accept it, you know, mm-hmm. and to just be with it, like understand that this is what you're actually experiencing and accept it and not try to numb it, you know, so you can invite the pain in and you can use the pain as your information and pain can then become your best friend because then you can tell you, you know that that pain is. Telling you something, it's telling you you have serious issues with, perhaps you know a, a trauma in in your life. Maybe it has to do with scarcity mindset of what you've seen and witnessed as mm-hmm. a child. Okay, like let's just use that as an example. And so now you have that information, and then you can say, okay, I make the just the the second step is the awareness. Now you have the awareness. So the awareness can be just such a great uh form of healing in itself because now you're making uh that you're connecting the dots and you're putting two and two together mm-hmm. and that's going to inform you and prohibit the next time you know uh that you'd run into this experience. And then yes, breath work is a wonderful way to move that energy out and to invite the healing into that space instead and free up that area. And then there's a lot of other things that you can do, like energy work as well, like Reiki, um, which is such a beautiful modality for healing as well. In conjunction with breath work, um, sound healing can be beautiful. You know, there's a lot of different things like craniotherapy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just like a lot of you know different modalities. But for me, it, from my experiences, there hasn't been nothing like breath work that really helped me to move it out. And yeah, I mean, knock on wood. I, I, I totally, I mean, I'm very, when I, when I feel a symptom coming on, when I feel sensitive to suffering or to any kind of pain, there's a way in which you can work with it in in the immediate rather than, you know, allowing it to fester in the body. Joy, that's so
0: profound. Um, your, what you said about walking towards your pain or your pain becoming your friend and really being able to reframe that relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that there's such a, you know, in our society, it's you take a pill to, so that you don't feel your pain. You know, it's kind of the opposite. You're running away from it. You're ignoring it a lot of the times. And to switch your mentality around looking into this and diving into what is this pain what is this pain trying to tell me right yeah. now? What can I
1: learn from it? What can I take from this pain in order to move forward? And I think that process of letting go is is necessary to live life to the fullest. And I um, I would love to know a little bit about your experience and you know the stroke that you mentioned. How has that really impacted your pursuit and these healing modalities. I'm sure that that played a, a, a pretty tremendous role in seeking healing.
2: Yeah. Wow. So the stroke was definitely the, I think it was the most groundbreaking. I've gone through many, many different like awakenings throughout my path, um, but it was the most groundbreaking awakening that I had because I was living, I would say more linear up until i had the stroke like i was living a linear lifestyle and i was you know just numbing uh numbing the pain the ptsd the de- the sadness depression the, the the ptsd that stemmed from my brother's loss as well um, he he died very tragically and and so on and there was just a whole myriad of stuff that i was just like you know trying to escape with right. external you know fulfillment and then I suffered a stroke and it was an awful experience um, because I was also, I was so debilitated. I couldn't run. I couldn't, I had to, you know, just be sedentary for a year or two um, to heal. My doctors gave, were prohibiting me from every kind of exercise um, wow. and so on. And, and so now I'm like forced into the, a. a a depression in a way, you know, I was just sitting home and I felt so worthless. I couldn't be the the mom to my little girls. And, mm. um, you know, it was just like my whole life ch- was changing and pl- plans were canceled and so on. Kind of like the pandemic in a way, if, right. yeah. but, but not able to even move my body. Like, so anyway, I then was forced into this deep, Quest of what is my life really? What's where's the meaning in my life? I mean, other than being a mom, which is an amazing, you know, beautiful purpose, I I was still seeking like deeper meaning too. And so that's when everything started to change for me. And I said to myself, there has to be other ways to heal from this pain, this emotional pain, and this physical pain. And I so, you know, what a synchronicity. I happened to get the green light to now go to the gym about like seven months later and, mm. you know, and do very mild exercise. And so I was doing like, you know, very gentle yoga and I'm in the locker room of uh, Equinox here up in New York City. And I hear these uh, trainers talking about Paul Czech in the Czech Institute. Wow. And yeah. And I'm like, whoa, there's that. That sounds amazing to me. Like, I'm just so fascinated by this holistic approach to eating healthy and, you know, healing and getting in touch with your chakras and so on. So that just, you know, I first I signed up to, uh, I, was a, I was a client of a Czech practitioner, and then I was just so obsessed with it. I changed everything. In my, you know, we we cleaned out my pantries, and I was just feeling amazing. I started running, and I felt amazing. With wow. yeah, and then I became a check um, certified uh, coach myself. Then I learned one on one. I I hired uh, Paul Check to be my mentor for a little bit of time. It's quite expensive, but. I gained so much from him and he's, he's such an amazing, uh, not human, but, you know, he's, he's like a shaman, he's, um, uh, you know, the guru of holistic health and so on. And that was the journey that I, I embarked on and I was just seeking everything, you know, esoteric and weird and, uh, <laughs> on this path of growth, you know, and I couldn't get enough of it, changed my lifestyle, changed, you know a lot of what I was doing and, and the way that I live my life. And it's just been ongoing from there, you know, on. Wow. And that was 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah.
0: Amazing. I love, I got the goosebumps when you were talking about mm-hmm. synchronicity of just overhearing a conversation. And it's amazing when we pay attention, how often that happens in our lives when we, you know, open our, our eyes to it. Um, yeah, made me think about your matrix that you offered, where you were empowering women. Can you talk a little bit about the joyful approach matrix <laughs> and the timing? Um, the timing itself, I think, was just so incredible, so amazing.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I just, my gosh, my, I, ha- I have the goosebumps now. And like, <laughs> yeah, because that was such a gift from spirit. And I know that I was so guided and, and assisted, you know, with from spirit to offer this. Um, So I had, like you, Amanda, Uh many beautiful clients that would ask me to further, you know, they were just seeking like more from me. And I and I knew that. And I had a handful that I just, you know, kept in the back of my mind. And I knew that I wanted to help them create their own and to pass the baton on to them and teach them and mentor them. And yet I was like, how am I going to do this? How how do I, you know, um, find the time? And, you know, it's, it was just like formulating it and and so um, sure enough, like third day that we were quarantined pandemic in the pandemic, I was I just came to the front lines, you know, from the moment that we were in this like crisis. Right. Um, and I was doing everything I could possibly do to hold a space for those that were frantic, like, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, not to say that I wasn't myself, um, you know, in in some kind of panic uh, at first, but um, I knew that I had to, you know, come to the front lines and do what I could and offer as much as I could. But I felt that the weight of people that were suffering versus the people that were there to help and assist and the light workers. There wasn't. There was a huge imbalance, and I needed to call on you know more people to help um, those that were really suffering. Mm. And so I was like, "This is the time that I need to bring the matrix together." Wow. So I reached out to nine out of eight of the women that became the matrix. Um, well, we started with nine, and one was just so honest in the fact that she just, you know, wasn't ready to continue with us. And Mm -hmm. so that was um, a parting, but we were eight, right? Uh, There was eight, not me. I was the mentor and there was eight mentees. And um, we came together um, through Zoom, uh, I I would say about twice a month Mm -hmm. and became this beautiful family of you know, light workers and uh, people that um, were just looking to grow th- th- a business, I'd say more or less, or some form of um, purpose, purposeful um, offering that they w- that they felt very called to, aside from their primary business. Right. And there was just all this, um, you know, uh, lots of lessons that I put together um, and talks that I felt were important that in, you know, that really were more spiritual and ethical and, you know, um, and so we, I don't know how long I, I'd say, Amanda, do you think it was a, a year or a little le- Was it seven months? So I can't remember. Cause yeah. I know we extended.
0: I think it was about like six, seven months, um, yeah but it feels longer than that because of, like you said, it was a family that was created and, um, just an amazing connection to be able to have this like group of sisters who are really
2: supporting each other on this. Journey. Yeah, I mean, just the way that I feel like the bonds that were formulated and the friendships and connections um, were just so important and so lovely, and I think that they'll remain forever. You know, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. It circles
1: back to that value of community and how we are meant to be connected to those around us. It seems to be like a ongoing running theme, which I I love so much.
2: (laughs) Yes, I love that because um, I'm actually in this inner child intensive right now, which is so fun and amazing and hard and all the things all at once. But um, what I love is that, you know, I look back when when I'm in touch with my inner child She just loved the feeling of belonging. She loved like being with, being with, you know, and, and I think that that was the safest for me as a child was, you know, having community, having Mm -hmm. that sense of belonging, but, but where it felt really, um, like I, you know, where, where there was, where love really existed. Yes. You know, I love that.
0: And it gives you that safety too, share your voice and stand in your authentic truth, which is so amazing. And I think knowing, you know, from my experience in the matrix, which was completely life-changing, it was one of the greatest experiences of my life and Mm -hmm. just such divine timing. And I am just in total gratitude for you, Joy, for creating it. Um, And I know that for a lot of the women in the group, and I think a lot of women that I know, and women who are on this path, really finding the power to, or finding the strength to step into your power and using your voice is a theme that I hear a lot of.
2: Yeah. Do you mean uh, with the matrix or just in general? I think in general. I mean, in yeah. the matrix
0: I saw it a lot, but in general, you know, finding the confidence and clearing that third chakra. Mm-hmm. Um do you have any places that you would, uh, you know, suggest to start to really find your voice, your authentic voice?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that, well, you you touch on something really important, and I want to just put a mark on that. What was happening simultaneously, you know, at the start of COVID and um, what was 2020. Like um, I remember holding this new moon, um, very profound, um, event. Were you there at live the process with Rose? The I was. yes. Yeah. And so I started to talk about the changes that were happening, you know, on a very like cosmic level. And what was happening was that the patriarchy started to mm. crumble and it was like, we, there was this need for that to happen and that's why there was so much destruction in in what I was you know, receiving in my downloads and wow. yeah and so that's why i think that what you touched on is so so accurate mm-hmm. spot on that woman was starting to feel this urgency it was actually happening and mm-hmm. uh like Yes, really moving them in ways that they had to start speaking their truth. They had yeah. to start, you know, getting in touch with their authentic essence. And, you know, and that's the main, you know, so I did receive something very important uh, when I was out in Sedona through a, a full moon breathwork, um, you know, solo experience mm-hmm. that, you know, mama, <laughs> mama earth was like, communicating to me. And she was saying that we need to bring people back to the basics and to nature, to the more, the most pure form of nature to, for them to really be able to get in touch with their authentic selves. There has been so much disruption and so much, um, you know, misinformation and all of the technology and, this fast moving life that we've been so bombarded with is taking us away from who we truly are. Mm -hmm. And so I'd say that we need to like really be intentional about getting away from all of that and social media, you know, taking breaks and going out to nature and just listening to the voice of your authentic little child, your little, you know, your, your most pure form of being that has many, many, so much wisdom to, for you to, you know, get in touch with. Yeah. I love that.
0: And it makes me think a lot about daily rituals and the importance of that. Um, you know, just finding that balance in your day with yourself. Sometimes the technology is unavoidable um, for yeah. parts of our day, but to really have that ritual that you feel good going back to and really reinforces um, yeah, your path and which, you know, which direction you're going.
2: Yeah, 100%. I think that, you know, there's nothing more important than having your practice that is just for you. It, I mean, for me, it's the early, early morning where it's just so silent. And it's just how I can really tap in through meditation and journal writing and so on. But everybody has their own unique uh, practice that works for them as long as we uh make time like you said to take those you know bouts of time for our just silencing and and uh creating that time for yourself
1: yeah prioritizing stillness and prioritizing listening over moving right yes. I think you yes. live in a society that is just nonstop, constantly but if you take those intentional few moments to check in. I think that's where you can tap into what am I holding on to? What am I, you know, feeling hurt by? And how can I start to shed some of those layers? Um, But yeah, I think it could start, start with a little bit of stillness like you were mentioning.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Well, you have given us so many beautiful pieces of wisdom and inspiration. One of the things that we love to do on the podcast is leave our listeners with some guided curiosity um more or less a little bit of homework that you might offer suggest and encourage welcome listeners who have been inspired by your story and what you have mentioned would you have anything that you'd like to to leave with our our listeners with
2: oh thank you so much yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i it's it's i love the timing you know we're in this winter solstice and um closing to 2021 so what i offer is to be with you know the the inward like reflection of you know acknowledge first of all acknowledging the time that you've been on this planet and and really take some stock of like what it's been like for you up until now you know if you want to just do some kind of reflect you know reflectory work And, um, look at the year that, you know, the year that just passed 2021, what do you want to take with you? What do you want to leave behind? How can you maybe create some kind of ceremony for yourself to release the old and, you know, um, create the space for all the new things that you want to bring in and to just take that time to really, um. You know, take nurture yourself because this is like winter is such a lovely time to kind of be in hibernation and to um also you know feed yourselves with the most nourishing, hearty foods. Don't fight it, don't fight the the season and and to just you know love yourself up like hell. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I
1: love that so much. Oh, thanks. Um, if you wouldn't mind as well, sharing where listeners can find you, everything you have going on, how can they support you, follow you, listen to you, all the good things.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much. So I am the joyful approach.com. Um, you can check out my website. There's a plethora of articles and information in the anthology. So you can subscribe to my newsletter and always find out about the next, you know, thing that I'm doing. I have a podcast called The Methodology Podcast, um, so you can also have a listen to the podcast, see if it resonates for you. On Instagram, I am The Joyful Approach, and right now I have uh, I just created something really exciting. Um, I love to bring people together, so <laughs> I have um, a six-week in-person program on Wednesdays, and this has been... Another thing I didn't, we didn't get to talk about, but, um, I love forming groups and we learn together. So it's a two hour intensive every, every week where they're doing, they're learning about a different theme, whether it's self love or, um, you know, how to raise your vibration or, you know, different things that I have. Yeah. And so, you know, and then they also get the, we'll be doing breath work together. We have the sound healing and, um, it is limited, um, you become part of this WhatsApp group. And so we stay in touch throughout. And the the people that I brought together for these six week, um, uh, you know, intensive have become such family and there is just nothing like I mean, the value of. Growing together, holding each other accountable, um, holding space for one another, honestly, is just really irreplaceable. So that is um, available. It'll be starting mid-January if you're interested in signing up. You can also, you can email me at joy at the joyful approach.com. Perfect. Thank you so much,
0: Joy. Joy, I have already forwarded your newsletter
2: to a few of my friends.
0: Oh, thank um, you. To work with you for your group intensive, so... I'm so excited to hear more about that and um, see where the joyful approach goes in 2022. So exciting. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Joy. It was such an honor. I love you so much. And thank you so much for, your wisdom and for sharing with our listeners, we we appreciate you so so much.
1: So grateful for your time and your wisdom. Really inspired by your story, and wish that I lived in New York City because I would <laughs> <laughs> want to be there all the time. So, thank
2: you. Thank you so much, both of you. So much love to you both, and I'm truly so honored and grateful for this beautiful chat with you both.
1: Aww. Anytime, Thanks. we'd You're love to have you back.
2: Thank you. (laughs) Enjoy.
0: (laughs) Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Confidently Curious. We hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we enjoyed having it. You can find us on Instagram at Confidently Curious Pod and find more episodes on Spotify. You can also find more information about this guest and previous guests in the show's description. Till next time.